Welcome to this week's episode of EJ Nerds Debate. As always, I'm Eric Weird along with Jordan Nanji. It is Super Bowl Sunday. I'm excited. I love this day. But before we get into the Super Bowl festivities, we're going to discuss WandaVision and also how to fix the DCEU. Jordan? Wow, man. Just when I think episode four couldn't be topped with WandaVision, um, they continue to hit us with haymakers this week. Um, so just, you know, some quick thoughts on the episode. Um, I think just to pull the banana or the elephant out of the room, <laughs> holy shit, Evan Peters. Um, you know, like I was not expecting that. I know, I guess it leaked online that he was on the show. Um, I'm glad I didn't have to see that or hear that because that was a moment where I truly almost fell off my couch. Um, you know, but obviously there's just some other stuff from this week. You know, I, for me, the best part of the show has continued to be in a, now like this episode in particular. My favorite character is absolutely Vision, um, especially Paul Bettany and the way he's played this character. Um, it kind of makes me sad to think we didn't get this much, like, depth of the character, like, in the MCU. I mean, I guess we probably couldn't. Um but just the way he plays this character, man. And then this episode where, you know, he goes from being curious to having questions to, you know, the thing with Norm to where my favorite scene of the show so far, which is essentially where he gets pissed off at Wanda and he levitates like he's going to fight her. And then she levitates back, you know, and he talks about how he's scared. And he doesn't remember stuff. Um and he doesn't understand why this is happening. It's just, man, this, this, this is like one of the saddest shows I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just everything about it is just sadness layered with sadness layered with sadness. But uh, just what, what a freaking killer week, man. I never expected the show to knock me off my socks like it did. So, But that, that's just my quick thoughts on it, Eric. What about yours? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um I knew going into the episode, Elizabeth Olsen did uh, did tease there'd be a Mandalorian esque Luke Skywalker appearance, and when I read that, it began the question of who is it going to be. Um, I had my thoughts. Nothing prepared me for Pietro's return, and not. Only Pietro, but the original Quicksilver, Evan Peters, confirming X-Men's appearance in the MCU. Which, the better Quicksilver, in my opinion. Yes. And in all no fairness, we never got much <laughs> of uh, Aaron Johnson's. That's true. Yeah, we definitely um, did get that badass scene in, uh, I think it was Days of Future Past, where he like runs through that room. Um, and just, yeah, that character yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So we definitely, uh, so that was, that was the big news. Um, and as, uh, as Darcy said, she recast Pietro, <laughs> um, breaking the fourth wall and yeah, um, that was a shock, but you called it last week. Uh, she, uh, 
we find out she broke into sword and uh, stole Vision's body. <laughs> Nothing like some necrophilia, huh? Right. Exactly. Um, nothing wrong with that. Um, and there are a few Easter little. eggs, and this is the uh, one kudos to the MCU and WandaVision directors for making the living room look like Full House. Nice, uh, nice homage there. But also, it also kind of got like a. I heard this afterwards too. It kind of had a Family Matters vibe, and if you go back and watch it, you can kind of get that a little bit too. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think one of my favorite things is from that episode is when Vision has the epiphany of okay, something's not right, and it's when the babe, the twins are crying, and she can't figure it out. Then all of a sudden, Agnes shows up, and then she breaks character and says, "You want me to? You want me to take that again? Should we take it from the top?" Like. The look, and then they go to Vision, who's has that really confused look, and the realization that something's not right in Westview, and that is when you, the episode really starts to turn. Uh, yeah, it was. You find out Wanda has suppressed uh, Westview's identities. Um, and the twins, uh, this was something I found, is we know they are, Billy and Tommy are heroes in their own right down in the comic books. Wiccan and Speed. I did not know that. That's awesome. They're, uh, and their color schemes on their shirts are tied to those colors of their superhero uniforms. So we have a good setup. Um, but I would also, the commercial we got was not Hydra, was not Stark Industries. It was Lagos. It was all Wanda. And I like that one because it's, there's tagline for when you make a mess, you didn't mean to. Lagos was the city in Civil War where everything went to hell for the Avengers. And that led to that led up to that led up to the breakup of the adventures in Lagos. So kudos for that Easter egg. Jordan. I love the uh, continuing distension of Monica and Captain Marvel's relationship. Like if you didn't get like the hints before in this episode, Darcy mentions her name and their relationship and Monica just immediately dismisses it and says, we're not going to talk about her. Um. Yeah, I'm just. If nothing else, it's getting me jacked for Captain Marvel too because there's going to be a showdown, or if they, at some point those characters are going to have to collide, and you're going to find out some shit. And I don't know if it's going to paint Captain Marvel in such a good light. Which, speaking of which, one of my predictions I had was, or at least questioning was, does Monica have powers? And the fact that her x-rays came back completely blank and her blood had to be redrawn again kind of makes you think that's the path we're going down. It's either that or it's like effects from whatever was going on in the hex, which, by the way, the hex is an awesome name, especially considering it's a reference to Scarlet Witch. Yes. 
Hex, which is another thing actually I picked up on was they don't actually call her Scarlet Witch. And I never thought about that, but in the episode, they make a direct reference where Wu is like giving his recap and the director of Swords like, does she have any other goofy aliases? And Wu goes, nope, she sure doesn't. It's just Wanda. Yeah, no, that was good. I, I thought that was like a cool like, so she's not Scarlet Witch, but clearly we see in pictures, I mean, she's going to wear that costume. I don't know what episode we're getting it in, but I mean, everybody's seen like like the initial teaser trailer was her wearing that witch costume and Vision wearing his classic green costume. So I'm just really excited to see like I just I think I think Wanda and Vision are going they're they're, they're having a battle, man. They're gonna Yeah, I wrote I wrote that as one of my predictions. I think Vision is now gonna be a key to stopping Wanda. Um so I think we're in line for a good battle there. Um Definitely, uh, definitely like how they did it. Um, kudos to also early internet reference. Um, oh, the email thing with the email and yeah, the horrible dial-up sound that every everybody born before 1991 knows. All such a run. classic, such a classic noise. Like yeah, you, you'll hear that noise in your sleep. Almost surprised the computer didn't say you got mail. Oh my god, I wish they would have. Um, I was, I wish they would have. That would have been so that, good. That would have been just a great homage to early internet. But um, hey, so another little thing too. You mentioned earlier that you think Evan Peters was a Skywalker like moment. I did too initially because I remember I think that's when I texted you. It was like, holy shit, it's a Skywalker moment. I don't think that's it. I think we're getting Professor X or Magneto in this show. I hope to shit they get either. I love McAvoy. I love Stewart. I love Sir Ian McClellan. And I really love Michael Fassbender as Magneto. For the love of God, give me that. Because... Again, we talk about Wanda's parents and Wanda's parents and Wanda's parents, but we obviously know from the comics, Wanda's parents is Magneto. That's her dad. So you already got Quicksilver, her brother, from that thread. I'm just wondering, man, would they do it? Because Evan Peters was an amazing cameo, but that wouldn't that wasn't like when you think Skywalker, you think like the most OG of OG things. Popping up, and Evan Peters was an amazing thing. But to me, if you want to go like that version of like the X Men universe, I think we're gonna get either Magneto or Professor X show up. And I'm gonna shit if it happens. Yeah, no, that that is it. Um, you could also think about maybe Captain Captain America returns because I'd love that because the. Because the Lagos commercial again, she fought with him in uh, in Civil War. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's the I hint would, right there. I would love that, man. I just this show is so weird. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so great. weird. It's great. You know, it, it. everything, even from like the boys aging themselves. You know, like yeah, there's just so uh, we could talk for an entire episode again because yeah. episode five was just as loaded. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, but we're not going to. Um, we're going to get into how we think uh, the DCEU should change. Jordan? All right, Eric. So I'm going to start off, and we're going to go back and forth, guys. So Eric's going to give his first step. I'm going to give mine, and we're going to go back and forth. So my first step, the first thing you got to do is you got to hire somebody to run this thing. You've got Walter Hamada, who's the president of Warner. I'm going to keep him. I think he's a good, you know, president. He hasn't really had a chance to really do a whole lot necessarily. So then the initial thing is, man, I want to hire Kevin Feige. But Feige is never going to leave Disney. So who has, like, been there from the beginning that can see, can take some of that Marvel success and bring it to DC? And my guy is John Favreau. Director, actor, directed Iron Man 1 and 2. He's put the happy character in the Spider-Man and Iron Man movies. Um, John Favreau is going to leave Disney, and he's going to come run the DCEU with Walter Hamada. Um, and the thing is, is that John has been there since the beginning. You know, he, he took a risk along with Kevin Feige in hiring Robert Downey Jr. Because at the time when Iron Man 1 came out, you know, Daddy Jr.'s was not a well-known character. You know, he was a well-known actor, but he was struggling. <laughs> he had had uh, alcohol issues and stuff. So I, I think Favreau, first and foremost, you get a new head. Jeff Johns was trash. Um, but so you're going to get John Favreau. And John Favreau is going to do two things that's going to start by fixing us. Number one, he's going to do this thing called a plan, which... <laughs> has been clear DC has never had um, and he's going to give them direction, but most importantly, he's going to implement this concept called patience. I feel like with DC, they've wanted to rush and try to catch up with Marvel. You can't do that. And the last like, you know, eight years has shown that if you try and do that, you're going to create shit movies, which I think we can pretty much agree for the most part, most of those movies have been, that's why we're fixing it. So Favreau comes in, he's going to have a plan. It's going to be a five-year, it's going to be a 10-year plan, whatever. Um, he's going to give some direction as far as the theme and the, like, the direction they're going in, and then he's going to bring patience to the DCU. So my first step is John Favreau. And Eric, I'm going to kick that over to you. No, that's, a, that's an interesting take. I don't know if... Uh... Favreau will leave Disney MCU. Um, seems like he's got a great thing going on there. Oh, he does. And um, they're going to have to backload a shit ton of money up. But I right. just, I think him and Feige are on that same level. And I think if Favreau ever wanted to get to Feige's level without having to fight Feige, that could be a move. Yeah, absolutely. The one, the first one I took away is how is they need to recharacterize Sp is Spider-Man. Talking about MCU too. Um, no Spider-Man. Yeah, the way they characterize Superman. They need to change that. Because the most recent Superman movies, Henry Cavill is, I think, a really good Superman. But the movies don't fit the character to me. They've seen, they got, in Zack Snyder's portrayal, it's really does not seem faithful to the character it's this superman gives off a very negative vibe to me and just a lot darker than 
the Supermans of the past. Um, understand, I mean, I mean, that works with Batman because that's kind of that universe in Gotham, but now with Superman, <laughs> um, that's more of the lighthearted, more, more in line with, with the character. And I don't mind Zack Snyder. I think he's a really good director, but his vision for the Superman franchise that he's directed has been awful. And it's just, it doesn't do the character justice that it's deserved since 19, since the 1940s. <laughs> um, but that's, that's the first thing I would change. Uh, but also, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it um, with the Superman. Just change it back to the one we love. It doesn't work as a darker version. Um, make them lighter, make them more action but don't but don't don't make the character negative like you have <laughs> that's my take you yeah, know i like that well the thing with superman is there's so many different iterations of him in the comics that you could play with and i think most people agree with you that their favorite iteration is that like almost captain america like good guy you know yes so uh, yeah, was that all you had for your? Was that all you had for your first one? Yes, that was the first one. Zach, okay, so Zach Snyder's portrayal of Superman is awful. All right, so I took a more macro approach, which is kind of clear and obvious. Because for me, it's like, okay, if I'm fixing the DCU, I've got Favreau in place. What's been the biggest issue? And you mentioned it there was Zack Snyder. I think Snyder is actually a good director. You know, I haven't hated his movies, um, but the problem with Snyder's movies is that they've been over-edited and chopped up by Warner Brothers so bad. So Snyder, I mean, he's already gone, but I'm making sure he is gone. Um, I like the guy. I think he's a good director. I love 300. Sucker Punch was trash, but, you know, even his Watchmen movie was really good. Um, but him and, most importantly, Jeff Johns. I know Jeff Johns was the head of the DCU, and he's been kind of kicked to another role. I would just completely sweep house with him altogether. Um, but you know, having Favreau in place to me, one of the things that makes Marvel so great is that they were able to take guys like Favreau who were like good established people. And then they took shots on these directors that, you know, were like young and up and comers, you know, you think of the Russo brothers, man, they were like comedy writers and they gave them the keys to the fucking kingdom <laughs> with the Avengers movies. You know, you take a guy like Peyton Reed that did a great job with Ant-Man. Ryan Coogler, I mean, oh my God, they just gave him a ton of money at yes. Marvel to do the Wakanda series, which he's done an amazing job with that. And then you've got John Watts, the guy that's done the Spider-Man movies, and I think he's doing he's doing Spider-Man 3, I think, but isn't he doing another movie as well? I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. so here's the thing with DC. To me, they've got three really good directors on retainer. Patty Jenkins, which I know, Wonder Woman 84 was trash. I don't know what happened. I think that movie was so trash. I won't want to give her a pass on that. Um, James Wan did a good job with Aquaman, but his Conjuring movies are amazing, and I like his sensibility, so I'm going to keep him around. And then they have a Flash movie coming out, and it's being directed by Andy Muschietti, who did the It movies. And I love those movies. Well, the first one more than the second one, but 
Um, so I'll, I'm willing to keep him around. But then I just kind of went and looked for like some younger directors, kind of like along that Peyton Reed, Russo brothers, and I got three guys. Um, we're going to bring in Damien Chazelle, who did the Whiplash movie. And I think that type of sensibility is going to be great. I'm going to get Robert Eggs, who directed The Witch and The Lighthouse movies, which are kind of darker movies, which I don't want to keep going with that dark scene with DC. But I feel like you have to have that. Um, just because that's kind of important to DC, at least as far as like some of the characters. Um, and this is my big one. Is I'm bringing in Carrie Fukunaga who's directing the new James Bond movie. And we're going to have directors that are young and up and coming. They're going to have that relationship with Favreau where, you know, you guys are going to have creative control to do whatever you want to do. We just want to make sure it sticks with our plan. And I think that's what's made Marvel successful. And that's what I want to do with DC. So my second one is just bringing in good young directors and telling Zack Snyder and Jeff Johns to just pound sand. So E, go ahead and give me your second fix, buddy. Yes, mute, the mute button was not working for me. Uh, I think one of the biggest things the DCU has failed in is the Easter eggs we see in the movies don't get utilized like they do in the MCU. And it's just one of those scenarios. I mean, like you see that you see a scenario in you see the scenarios where Joker kills Robin Easter egg come up and graffiti is the suit, but we never see it. You see the Easter egg, but it never gets utilized And their failure to use those Easter eggs in standalone movies has forced them to reboot the mo reboot the movie, the same movies because they've screwed up so bad. Like, we don't, I mean, we're getting a remake of Suicide Squad that came out five years ago because it was so bad. Instead of, instead of maybe doing some standalones with them, I mean, yeah, Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn, you got that, but, I mean, you don't, but we're going back to Suicide Squad and just completely redo it. Because that Birds of Prey movie was trash, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. It was, and that's what I mean. They're because their product was so bad initially. They're having to remake the same movie. Now we don't know if they're going to have the same mistakes, but the way the DCU the DCU has been, it doesn't bode well. Uh, I think we can agree their best one has been Wonder Woman, the first one. Absolutely, yeah. Like then eighty four by a long out. stretch. <laughs> Then eighty four comes out and it the review it got shredded. Um, so that's a, I mean, just the Easter eggs. I mean, we, I mean, we we re, we've recapped Wandavision every episode, and what do we talk about the most? The Easter eggs, and what is what has that show done with in the next episode or next couple episodes? Those Easter eggs from that episode we see come into fruition. The DCU does not do that. And that needs to change to make the DCU better. Jordan? Yeah, I love that. I love the idea. And I never would have thought about like the Easter egg part. So 
All right. So I'm going to get to my third thing, and this is probably going to be the most controversial take I'm going to have. I don't care. I'm fixing it. Damn it. I'm going to do it. I personally love Henry Cavill Superman. Um, here's the issue is I'm keeping, I'm keeping Cavill, I'm keeping Gadot because I think she's an okay Wonder Woman. I'm keeping Momoa because he makes Aquaman cool, and I never thought that was possible. <laughs> Except for, um, yeah, Adrian Brody, or Adrian Grenier, rather. And then most importantly, and I know I, was, I think I've said this on here before, my favorite Batman ever is Ben Affleck. And the reason being is because he's the first Batman that I've ever believed that Batman was the real thing in that the Bruce Wayne character was the cover. Because that to me is my favorite dynamic of that character is that Bruce Wayne completely died years upon years ago. And he's only using that character to bring himself back into society so Batman can run free. Um, so Cavill's coming back. Um, Godot's coming back. Um, and yeah, we're going with that route. And the other thing is we're going to recast everybody else. So I, I know Ben Affleck doesn't want to be Batman anymore. I know we've got Battinson coming up. You can put the Battinson thing over on its own. I'm even going to take the Flash and put that over on its own because honestly, I like Ezra Miller, but I don't have to have Ezra Miller. So I'm recasting everybody else. Um, you know, so we're recasting a Flash. I'm casting a Green Lantern. We're finally going to freaking make a Green Lantern movie. I know I've talked about it on past episodes. That's the movie I want, which I'll go into next a little bit too. Um, I want a good central character. I know that DC doesn't have a Nick Fury type person, but I think a character that you could use for that is Jim Gordon. Um, I think he would be a good central figure that you can kind of lace into the other movies. And for this quote-unquote like phase one, I don't want to completely rip Marvel, but you're going to have to do this in sections because my biggest complaint with DC is there's no payoff. And I think you mentioned that a little bit like with like your Easter eggs. So I like the idea of Steppenwolf being that character. He was just so badly done <laughs> in the Justice League movie that they wanted him to be like the big bad in that movie. And I think he could, I think he could be like an overarching villain for that first real section. Cause he kind of can pop up in Atlanta. So he can pop up um, in Themyscira. So um, also to Black Manta, I just threw him in there. I think he was awesome. So you can have him kind of pop in there too. But my f face or third thing is keeping Cavill, Gadot, Momoa, and dump up the freaking dump truck full of money to Ben Affleck, and we're going to cast everybody else. Go ahead, Ed, give me your third one, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I sort of took that route um, in a way. Um, but I just went, I just kind of lumped them all into one um, in this one where it's the actions, the, the climactic action scenes in these movies of the DCU. are so generic that like it doesn't show like I mean obviously the bar the bar for climactic battle in superhero movies obviously is endgame but what did we see in endgame that we really haven't truly seen in the DCU the fight scene each character in the endgame battle 
was shown using their own ability. I feel, with the exception of Ben Affleck's Batman, who whose fighting style is very similar to the Batman that we that we know and love, everyone else seems to fight like it's choreographed, not choreographed to the character. It's just, hey, you're gonna fight this style, even if it's against what your character would do. In to me, I mean, the reason why one of the big reasons why a lot of people love superhero movies is because there's always that climactic battle scene and the DCU has failed to really capitalize on that again with the exception of Batflex Batman uh, so they need to change how those are those are directed and shot um, use the character's skill set not a generic charge and flail type fighting jordan man that's funny how different approaches we took but i love it though because honestly you can take my approach apply your approach and you may actually have a good dcu <laughs> so my next thing is so we've recast everybody we've got directors we've got ahead now what kind of movies are we going to get um my biggest issue with DC has been, and I just mentioned it, there's no payoff. Like, you went from Batman versus Superman to freaking Justice League. You have to earn getting the Justice League, in my opinion, you know? You didn't just get the Avengers. You got Iron Man 1 and 2. You got Thor 1 and 2. You got Captain America. Um, so we're going to kick it back, and we're going to have, I'm going to say that, Man of Steel is going to be Superman's thing, and you could have him pop up or whatever. Um, I'm going to say Wonder Woman, the first one, was great. Again, we're going to forget 84 ever existed because, ugh. Um, if you want you know, to consider the new Flash movie, that's great. I'm not going to. I'm going to recast it, um, and I'm, but I'm going to keep Aquaman, and I'm going to say you're going to give Batman, Green Lantern, and you're going to give... Uh, Flash, good starting movies. And here's the thing, is especially with Batman, I don't need to see Martha die. I don't need to see Martha Wayne die again. I don't. <laughs> We've seen it like hundreds of times, it feels like, in those movies. But the thing about Batman that makes him so important is his villains. You know, guys like Joker, Deathstroke, um, you know, the freaking rogues gallery, um, you know, Harley Quinn, Joe, uh, Penguin, you all these guys, the Riddler, you've got all these iconic villains that are involved in DC, and a lot of Batman's villains are like overarching as the DC as a whole. So, I want to see a Batman movie where it's about Batman, but you really get a good villain build up. I want my Green Lantern Corpse movie, and I want that to be able to set up the cosmic element. Um, I want the Flash movie to come in and i wanted to set up the idea that different earths exist you know which i know it can get really convoluted but whatever it's dc there's different realities and then you need to find a way to bring in the idea of mother boxes i don't know how we're going to do that but again that's just so key you have to have those key pieces to setting up before you build up to a big justice league and yeah. uh just yeah that's where i'm at on that one so that's, no, that's my actually fourth it's funny that you mentioned that um, because it sort of 
encapsulates my final two that I have. Uh, so I'm just going to go back to back. And it's a one is the villains. I mean, change the casting of the villains. I mean, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor is what I equate having Topher Grace's Venom. <laughs> it was awful. It was, it just didn't give that true Lex Luthor vibe. And I mean, I get DCU, as you said earlier, you're talking about trying to rush it. I think they're trying to get the actors, like big name actors to draw and think their ability can just morph into the character anyway. When in reality, that's not the case. Um, but yeah, and you mentioned it too, like build up the crossovers with the villains. Like, yeah, we didn't, we didn't just get, we didn't just get Thanos right away. We got each, we had Thor's main villains. We've got Iron Man's villains, Captain America doing his thing and gradually built up the infinity saga to the final battle with Thanos in the DCU has the potential to do that by bringing in Darkseid um, as that Thanos-type villain. But in order to get to that point, to get that epic Avengers-esque movie that the DCU probably needs to really succeed is want is give these guys their standalone movies first and build up to that. Instead of, as you again said, rush into it we want we want development we want that's what the fans want we don't just want a batman versus superman dawn of justice shit movie we want standalone movies that build the characters that build the villains and then gradually add the characters to other movies and then get that finale that's why i'm that's why the mcu succeeds and the dcu fails um also as you said too you brought up the set the flash second earth you brought up all those i that was one of the things i said is you got to change the scenery every movie's been filmed on been set on earth change it i mean the closest we've come was aquaman which was underwater but it's still on earth Hopefully, though, with New Gods coming out, the Green Lantern Corp series on HBO Max, we're finally getting off planet Earth. And the DCU is going to expand that way, finally. Thank you. But we don't know how good it's going to be. I mean, as someone that loves these superhero comic movies, I'm a little gun-shy with the DCU. Um, because of their track record. So I don't trust the process that they have. I want to see them develop everything a little more. But again, I mean, I'm going to, I'll give them a shot. But yeah, I don't, I just have a lot of trust issues with the DCU. And the reasons I gave 
are the are my things to change that can fix it. Jordan? Man, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think DC has lost our trust. And I think that's what the whole point of this is that they yeah, they just, you know, I mean, again, I spent a lot of money going to see Justice League opening night, and within the first four seconds of seeing the shitty CGI on Superman's face, I knew it was going to be a dog shit movie. And that's bad. You know, that's like an abusive relationship. Obviously not that serious, but like, when you just expect to be let down by something that you want to be great, man, it hurts, you know, and we all love these characters. DC has... In my opinion, I think they have the better characters. Like, I love the like the intrigue, and I love that darkness that a lot of you know the DC involves. And I wish they could figure it out. And um, so my thing is, and you touched on it, Dark Side has to come, but he can't be coming yet. Um, which again, like they have a Snyder Cut coming out in a month, and Dark Side's in it, and it. I'm excited to see it, but it's like, holy shit, like, why are you jumping right to Darkseid? What the hell? That would be like if the MCU was like, hey, screw Thanos, we're going to go straight to Galactus. And we're going to do it, like, after Captain America. Wait, what? (laughs) Like, that doesn't make any sense. So for me, you know, you've got all these good origin movies now. You've got these villains established. I want to see almost like a Justice League Dark situation where you get the Justice League versus like this team up, almost like a Sinister Six of like Black Manta, give me Reverse Flash, give me Sinestro, shit, you can throw Deathstroke in there, and they can be led by somebody like a Joker or a Brainiac. And I want to see this just, again, this has got to be a payoff, though. You've got these villains established, you've got these heroes established. There's a lot of conflict that doesn't get resolved. So now it's like the villains are like, well, shit, if the heroes are going to team up, we might as well team up too. And I, I want to see that payoff of these villains that we've already seen that are cool. And I want to see what they do and how they interact with each other versus the Justice League and that dynamic of how the two teams interact. Um, and then, yeah, you, you've got to have that thread of dark side. You know, you don't have to see them. You know, you can hear him laugh. You can see his Omega symbol. Um, I don't care how you do it. Uh, but you've got to have that idea that, hey, we're not just planning for this movie. We're planning for the next five movies. And we're going to give you a lot of good shit. But, man, if you hang in there, because, Eric, I think that's the one thing that Marvel does better than everybody else. They keep us wanting more. You know, like with WandaVision, even this little show on Disney+, Plus. Dude, the last, like, three weeks, like, I walked away from that show, like, holy shit, is it next Friday yet? You know, and Marvel's earned that. And they've earned that ability. And DC hasn't. And I want to feel like that. I want to walk away from a DC property and be like, oh, my God, they just punched me in the mouth. Holy shit. What did I just watch? I can't wait for the next one. Well, they do loop you with the what did I just watch feeling? Not the good one though. (laughs) What the hell I paid for that. Yeah. That's yeah. That's it. I mean, when we started this podcast, I know we said we don't care about the Marvel versus DCU, but 
I mean, I don't know. I think Marvel's sort of creeping up on uh, the DC universe as a whole, taking over the entire entertainment section because D- DC's shows are a little older. MCU shows are just kicking off and have been a lot more entertaining. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah. I mean, I do have to give DC credit. Like, the Arrowverse, especially early on, like Arrow was a great show the first four or five seasons. I love The Flash. Like, that's the one leg up I think DC had was that, you know, they 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 were smart and built the character of Arrow, you know, and which was a really side character. And oddly enough, that they were like, hey, we're going to take this side character that's in the DC and we're going to make him an awesome. And he became almost freaking Batman, you know, right. of that freaking universe. And yeah. then you bring in the flash. You yeah. know, do you think for them to succeed, they need to take more of the television style to their movies? Well, they're kind of already doing that because I know for a fact that Greg Berlanti, um, the guy that was a showrunner of the Arrowverse, he definitely was a showrunner of Arrow. And he oversaw a lot of that. He's leaving and going to HBO Max. And I think he's the one doing the Green Lantern Corp stuff. Um, So if you give a guy like that a bigger budget and more creative freedom to go to HBO Max, I think that's a smart decision. Um, I, I don't know, man. I just make good movies. I know it sounds so simple to say. You know, I just, my biggest issue with Warner Brothers with their movies is they just keep fucking with their directors. You know, and even, you know, you could just tell watching Wonder Woman 84, that movie was a choppy fucking mess. And I can't imagine that the same person that filmed Wonder Woman 1 did the exact same thing in Wonder Woman 84, and that's the product they got. I got to think it's just, they need to step out more than anything else, bro. They need to, like, let their people do their things, you know? Right, and that's what... And that's what I'm. That's what Marvel does. I mean, it's Marvel Studios. They're not really attributed to any main studio anymore, um, with the exception of Sony Pictures and Spider-Man. But but they're collaborating with that. That's why the Far From Home. That's why Homecoming have been so good. Uh, is because even though it's Sony Pictures it's Marvel Studios kind of going, hey, this is what we want. Marvel's definitely set the standard. And I think, again, that's what DC's missing. They're missing the person to say, hey, this is the direction we're going. Make me something that fits this, and I don't care really what it is. As long as you hit these five story elements, make whatever the hell you want. You know? Right. And And Yeah, maybe, maybe DCU needs to do it. DC Studios, <laughs> um, just kind of Something. branch off from their branch off from Warner and go on their own. And because I think I mean, you hit the nail on the head too. With the, with Marvel Studios, it allows Marvel and their directors to go. We have the freedom to do what we want. We can make these characters as good as the comics or better, and that's why they succeed. And I love that you touched on that, Eric, because I think that's a, a thing Marvel's done is they don't limit themselves to what the comic does. You know, the comics are amazing, 
but they don't always translate to movies. So Marvel's changed it, dude. They've had complete, they've taken full liberties and saying, "Hey, this worked in the comics, not gonna work for us." You know, Civil War was a completely different fucking story in the movie versus what it was in the comics, and right. I'm completely okay with that. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, they did a well. It really isn't, in my opinion, not the best of the Avengers movies, or I think it's more towards the bottom, in my opinion, but. Yeah, it definitely strayed from the comics, and that freedom allowed allowed it to play out the way it did. And if the DCU needs to wants to succeed and be on the same level or close to the same level as Marvel, they're going to have to branch out. Uh, that's uh, that's how I'm going to end it. Um, DCU needs to create its own studio, needs to bring in, as you said, up and coming directors, allow that, allow them to have the freedom to make them as good or better as the comics. And yeah, they're going to slowly regain my trust if they do that. But as of now, they don't have it. I think they've got a good start though. I'm excited because I think that Robert Pattinson Batman movie is going to be good. And I just, I've got to have hope for the flash. Like, I've got, I've got to. <laughs> It'll make me sad if I don't. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, and I did forget one thing. I mean, the Shazam movie, it was such a great change of pace. Yeah, it I forgot was, about the movie together. Oof. I mean, it was a good change of pace from the dark darkness of it. While it wasn't as good, it was kind of entertaining. Um, had its had its comedic moments, but yeah, it's a uh, maybe they need to do stuff like that again. Standalone movies build up, um, but yeah, that's uh, those are my takes. That's what I feel the DCU needs to do, and we'll just have to see going forward. It with with the HBO Max stuff, it's easier to see some of the DC you movies because I'm not paying for them in, to see in theaters. And if it sucks, I can just shut it off. <laughs> true that, true that. Well, uh, that's going to wrap it up um, for this week's episode of EJ Nerds Debates. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another recap of WandaVision and uh, another fun topic. Thank you for listening and uh Join us next week. Bye, guys.